Hi, I'm Ari. Hi, I'm Nick. And these are the three podcast hosts you'll date in college. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that podcast, of course, being the postponed podcast. Welcome Ooh. back, lads. Uh, it's been a week. Like every week, it's been one week. But it's been a long week, I think. <laughs> Wes, you're back in uh, I'm back, back in, in New, New York. York. And yeah, Ari's back that? in California. He is. Yeah. After he was briefly in, where were you, Ari? The Big Island of Hawaii. Oh, very nice. How was that? Very cool. Very fun. Very cool. I saw whales. Nice. However, now my throat is sore. I don't know if that's to do with Hawaii, but... Did you attempt to, to call bad, to the whales? Why. Yeah, it was the whales. Yeah. yeah. He was doing whale songs. It was all the communicating with the whales. Uh, how about you, Wes? How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I don't know. I had my flights yesterday. Kind of just moved in here. So, uh, settling in. Got my, nice. got my old mic back. We'll see if this sounds better or worse. Hopefully not worse. but uh, Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully better. Hopefully not worse. Mm-hmm. Um, indeed, today uh, might end up being another short episode, our third in a row, because I have recommended the film High Fidelity, which I'm excited to talk about, but it's also not a film, you know? It's uh, it's not a, it's not exactly stalker, right? So we'll see how much conversation maybe. we get out of it. Maybe maybe I'll be wrong though. Maybe this will be our longest yeah. ever. We'll see. Um, yeah, but before we do that, uh, we have some news like we do every week. Wes, would you like mm-hmm. to start us off with your article for sure. this week? Sure, I will gladly. So basically, it's 2021. You know, the new year. We can take a look back on last year and like the overall financial hit of the film industry. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Basically, the chart, the chart, you know, you can see it in the links in the description. But in 1990, it's sitting at four billion dollars up until it's uh, about its peak in like 2018 or something. It looks at with uh, 12 billion, um, mm-hmm. but then last year only 2.1 billion dollars from the film industry. So you know, quite quite a big drop, and like it had been steadily increasing up until then. This is the lowest mm-hmm. it's been in the past like 30 years. So yeah, interesting. Ew. I mean, not really That's much of a surprise there, but you know. Just still interesting to see like how drastic. Uh, if they listened to the podcast, they would have predicted this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if they I just mean... listened to episode uh, ten of Phone Hollywood is Dead. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, you know, speaking of movies and the year twenty twenty one, the highest grossing film of the year so far. It's two weeks in, so this is a completely irrelevant measure to anything, but uh, it has made quite a bit of money twenty one million dollars, which is. I mean, the second place is six million. It is a Russian film uh, by Disney Studios called "The Last Warrior: Colon Root of Evil." It's a fantasy comedy <laughs> film. It's made a shit ton of money. It apparently, I don't know what the conversion rate is, but one point six four billion rubles. Wow. <laughs> Who knows what it is? I don't care enough to investigate. But the we should watch it. The the poster yeah, is the is movie concerning. even in? Is it in English or Russian? It it is Probably in Russian. Russian. It is in Russian. Okay. It's two hours long, and it's about the meeting of two worlds: modern Moscow, Russia, and the fabulous Belorgery in ancient Rus. Um, so it's, it seems to be a bit of a like a some fairy tale characters from Russian literature have uh, entered the modern day, or maybe the other way around. Who knows? <laughs> Um, well, we, we uh, my only experience with Russian cinema has been for this podcast, and it's not been a great one. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. Waterloo. Oh, I, also stalker. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. I, I was like, you really. Oh. Okay, it's fifty. It's it's a uh, one for it's two. Fifty fifty. Yeah. 
Um, alright, I, I do unfortunately have a few deaths to talk about. Um, I hate to bring the mood down, but, you know, news is news. The first death is, uh, Mr. Michael Apted, who is a British director. He did, uh, Coal Miner's Daughter. He did one of the James Bond movies, specifically The World Is Not Enough. But he is perhaps most famous for his documentary series, The Up Series. I don't know if you boys have ever heard of this. I do not believe yeah. I have. In 1964... Um, there was a documentary called Seven Up, which interviewed, it like followed the lives of like 14 British children, right? And every seven years since then, they've gone back to those same children, like where they are now, and they like catch up with them. And, you know, of the 14, like 12 still do it, you know? Uh, they just came out with 63 Up, um, a couple years ago. Uh, and he was going to keep making them until he died, and he has now unfortunately passed away. Um... But yeah, that's that's an it's an I've heard it's a very very good series, but I have not seen mm-hmm. any of it, so I can't say much about that. Interesting. Um, also, Stacy Title has passed away of complications from ALS at the age of fifty six. She's the director of the classic twenty seventeen film Bye Bye Man, um, which oh. was one of my of favorite films of that year. Of course. Um, I mean, I just wanted to take this opportunity to recommend the film Bye Bye Man because it that's, is that's the one that's like don't think it, don't say it, right? Yeah, don't think it, don't say it. Don't think it, don't say it. And then also, Jessica Campbell has passed away at the age of 38. She's not in a ton of films. She was in Freaks and Geeks, but she's... I know her anyway from the film Election, which I recommended on here before. She is uh, she is uh, the sister of one of the characters in that, and she's quite good. She's quite funny. She was honestly maybe my favorite part of it, so that's a shame. But speaking of shames... Something we talked about last time on this podcast. We talked about a film called Lockdown. Do you remember this? Yes. I, yes. It, it came out. It has come out. I didn't realize oh. it was coming out so soon. Yeah, I saw, the, I saw a review for it in the paper. I didn't read it, but I saw the that The Doug Lyman film with Chiwetel and mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway yeah. is bad. Um, I hate to say it, but uh-huh. it's got a 45 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 45 on Metascore. Um, but what do the Google users think? <laughs> You know, it does, they it, be like it doesn't 90%, even show like... up. Well, I, I bring this up for a few reasons. One, because uh, if you'll look, I've sent something in the chat now. Uh, you can see that they have unveiled with this film on HBO Max the brand new Warner Brothers logo. Um, it's not better. It's you not. Know? <laughs> I can't, I can't it say is. it's worse, but it's not better. Fuck it, it is worse. I don't think it's, it's not good. Yeah, I don't know why. Like... I'm trying to like I I'm thinking of that piano riff that comes in with it. It just doesn't really look the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, from gold to silver. Yeah, it looks like it belongs in like a Zack Snyder film, you know. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look that different from like the BVS uh, opening. Um, I have one little segment of a review from Nick Allen of RogerEbert.com who said that the film. Uh, even calling it a heist movie makes it sound more thrilling than it is. So it seems that Wes's prediction of what this movie was going to be is precisely right. Um, it is sitting at a 4.9 on IMDb, which is actually even lower than a different movie that got mentioned last episode, uh, Four Kids and It. Of course. Which Wes, the best movie uh, of 2020. Yes. Now, I mean... I was intrigued by Four Kids oh in It. Oh my god. <laughs> so I said, Steve and Tom, do you want to watch Four Kids in It? And we watched it. Um, Amazing. I of went course. into it thinking it was really funny that it had a 5. It is a 5 out of 10. Like, it's not it's not offensive. 
there's one character named Smash who is maybe one of the worst characters in anything ever, <laughs> but everything else is like pretty fine. We had a bet going of how long Michael Caine was going to be in the movie. I was under the impression it'd be like the kid's grandfather, right? Mm -hmm. Um, who tells him a story about it or something, right? So I said five minutes, Steven said one, Tom said ten. Uh, Michael Caine plays it. Oh my god. He is the oh voice of this small, terrible animated monkey. Like this elf that lives under the sand in a cove somewhere. I do not see it. I do not see that monkey and think that like, oh, that's Michael Caine. Yeah, well, it was so funny because we were like, when's he going to show up? And then suddenly this elf creature comes out and just goes, no, don't touch me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, it's Michael. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Russell Brand is also in it, and he's incredible. Like, he's really giving it his all. He's legitimately hilarious in this. Everything else about it is just fine. I'm not going to lie. I'd probably watch this again. <laughs> like, it's not terrible. Okay, wow. It is... It is maybe like a 4.9 recurring, but just I'm just going to round it up to 5. Mm -hmm. um, I'm ashamed to say, yeah, this is this is better than several films I saw last year that are real movies. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, that is all I have to talk about. Ari. Yeah. I... <laughs> I... <laughs> oh wait, I have one other tiny piece of news. Um, Betty White turns 99. She's now 99. I don't really know if that counts as news. I guess it happened. She's still alive. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Ari, yeah. I hear rumor that... Oh, well, the rumor is true because we get to roll... We got to... Yeah, I can't talk. Get to dust off a very old, uh, very old melody that is holds a special place in my heart. A fan favorite. A fan favorite. Data storage. Woo! Memories are alive. Ah, oh, please. No, 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 no. Really, no, memories not perfect. It's not even that good. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It's back, baby. Okay, so one of this, one of these boys that helped create the internet. His name is Mr. Berners Lee. Right? Three decades ago, he helped in making the internet, and recently he has a startup and some new technology. Because he doesn't too. like, yeah, he doesn't like the way the internet is now, mm. the World Wide Web. He thinks that, you know, too much inf uh, import is put on, you know. <laughs> too much information. Is <laughs> no, there's too, too much. much import is put on, you know, private companies holding their information. So he wants everyone to have these little, like, pocket data storage units that you can carry around. Quote unquote pods, personal online data stores are key to technical ingredient to achieve, to achieve what he wants and what he originally wanted in the web. So, yeah. Interesting. Data right. storage news. Data storage news. Yeah. What, what, this what's, is what's about making markets, he says. Mm. What's your take on it, Ari? I think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> you don't want to carry around a pod? A I carry around a phone. You know what? Maybe he's smart enough to where if this 65-year-old sat me down and explain to me his perfect vision. I might he, he might be able to convince me that there's some merit to it. However, it's confusing, mm -hmm. and I don't get it. Uh -huh. But it does have to do with data storage. God damn it! It it so, really does. <laughs> it's back. It's I'm back. happy. I'm so happy. I we finally so, yeah. caved in. It's not even like movie data storage news. It's I guess we just got. We, we got, got so sent news and we had like, to do it. We gotta, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you send us news, we will probably read it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so especially if it's data storage related. So please send especially. it in. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for sending this in. It made my day, life, year, in wow. that order. <laughs> Usually people like ascend in like, you know, the hierarchy, but you went day, <laughs> no. life, and then year. Yeah, yeah. Because a year is uh, more important than the life. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, this year especially. It's just, it's going to be a great year. You know, mm-hmm. I can already feel it. Uh, yeah. uh, but I have also said that every year for the last 20 years. So, yeah. Uh, I was like, 2003, this is going to be my year, Ooh. you know? Uh-huh. Um, is that all we have to say? No one, no one saw any movies. No one's got anything else they want to talk about. Um, I, mean, I, I saw Moana. Moana. It's a good movie. It's a good, it's it's good. I, I, I like really Moana. like it. Yeah. I really like Moana. All I hear is the yeah. crab song is interesting. Yeah, it's a David Bowie like uh, tribute. Really, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Rock Sean is interesting too. Yeah. Did you just? Did you say you saw Sonic? I saw Sonic. Oh. Yeah, you saw Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog. I did you see want it to on talk the about that? Uh Yeah, it was it was all right. You know, it was just kind of good. If you know, like average to good, I'd say not super funny, but also wow. nothing cringeworthy. And you know, it had it had some heart. Um, really, nothing cringe. Okay, he flosses a few times, which is probably oh, okay. That, oh, okay, yeah. okay. That is I'm, that is I'm definitely. I'm just thinking annoying. ahead for the ponies when we got to do the cringe award. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, honestly, not super cringe uh, for the most part. I think Ben Schwartz is actually pretty good at Sonic, um, and the visuals are pretty good. But how is uh, how's Jim? Jim Carrey? Carrey, yeah. Jim Carrey. Look, if you like Jim Carrey, then you'll like him. I don't know. It's 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 very Jim Carrey. He just goes around telling people how stupid they are. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. shocked that this movie is not terrible. You know. I, I am too. I, I think the whole rest of the world is, and like I, they must have had to do a lot of work fixing Sonic uh-huh. up from that original trailer. Yeah, I mean, I really hope that version still exists somewhere that we can see it. Someday, that needs to be in like the behind the scenes, yeah. The director's cut, yeah. <laughs> um, especially since you know, like if it's not terrible, if it's not a terrible movie, then sure, why why wouldn't they be willing to meme it? You know, mm-hmm. like they they should just let us let us see that version. And um, even like even like Tails shows up at the end, and Tails looks normal. So like they, they they know how to make real characters now. They don't need to like go. make some stupid prototype that people don't like. I can't believe they they got that far with that design though. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah. Now you you like don't they do like testing? You would think. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like they might just do it to people at the company, and people are just like, "Yeah, sure, like why not?" It's like George Lucas on the set of uh, yeah, on, of every movie, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, you liked Detective Pikachu. I did. Ari and I were not as big fans of Detective Pikachu. Will we like this better than Detective Pikachu? Hmm. There's less like you know, because like Detective Pikachu, there's Pokemon everywhere. This is just like just one guy. And then the uh-huh. rest of the world is human. Um, I think I think you guys might might enjoy it more, at least as much or more. Interesting. I I, I believe that. Yeah, it's 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 was a it solid funny? Ride. Funny? Nah, it tried. Did I mean, you like, laugh? I did not laugh. Damn. But it you know it made me smile a couple times. Hey, well that's I'm glad that you watched this comedy film, Wes, because I've recommended a comedy film. What a if smooth we're to talk about it. Yes, you have. Yeah, I'm just I'm just flying high here. Um, that was I don't know. I don't think that was a pun. I realized <laughs> you watched Sonic on a plane, so um, 
I recommended a film. I recommended the 2000 film by Stephen Frears uh, called High Fidelity. It is a, from a genre that is among my least favorite. Not that I hate it, just that I don't like anything in it generally. Rom-com. I think this counts as a rom-com, right? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a movie <clears throat> about a man who is just so fucking... Fucks. Fuck. He's very <laughs> fuck, right? Uh-huh. Uh, John Cusack plays one of just the most tragic characters, truly. Um, I've never loved an asshole like I love this character, because this guy really mm. is a dick. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think it suits him so well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, he works at a record store, so there's lots of music in this movie. It's a very, very music-centric film, uh, which is... You know, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's fun. So I I figured it be my it might be fun to talk about. Uh, I think that really sums up my opinion already. Like I like. Yeah, I think it. that's I think, I think that's just your yeah. opinion. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. Um, I think it's I think it's funny. Jack Black is in this movie, and he's kind of fantastic in my opinion. I think this is not his first film, but the first film that like people said, "Oh, this guy," you know. Um, cause I think School of Rock came out within a few years after this. I think that John Cusack is funny in this movie. Uh, it's better than say anything, I think. Um, wow, those are fighting words, Nick. The, yeah, that's, I, you know, I'm willing to stand by that opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 th- I thought it'd be fun to talk about a movie that is not just a film. You know, I thought it'd be, it'd be fun to say, here is a movie. Let's watch mm-hmm. a movie. Let's have a movie night. Um, and I'm interested to see if you enjoyed the movie. Uh, let's start with Ari. Yeah. <clears throat> so I did enjoy this movie. It felt very much just like, you know... Yeah. Did you say this was the most movie movie you recommended? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I. It, it feels different. It doesn't feel like... It didn't feel like a movie I was watching for the podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. it's one of my recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, I was waiting for Jack Black the whole time because that's what I remembered the most. And, like, he was really fun. He was a fun part throughout it. He's so good. And, yeah, it was... Like, it's not a film. Like how you'd say. It's not like a, an Academy-type, you know, film where it tries too hard. Like it's just it's just a really good at being a rom com. Yeah. It's not cheesy at all. Mm-hmm. It's just funny and not cheesy, and it gets you through it. And I, I enjoyed it. It's some funny some funny moments in there. Some unique storytelling. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, then again, I don't know if I just have a thing against breaking the fourth wall, but they did it again this film. <laughs> they did lot. do it quite a bit. It wasn't super irritating, but you know, I might have not preferred it. But who knows? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I if I could add to my opinion, then I was gonna say I really like the the way this story is told. Like I do like, I think the point of the movie is all these fourth wall breaks. Like that is this is based on a novel. I don't really know yes. how this works as a novel. Yes. Um, it's probably just inner is, monologue, like first person. Yeah, and so they were debating whether or not they were going to do the movie that way because I think John Cusack worked on the script. Um, and then when the director came on and was like, I think we should just do it, they decided that's how they're going to do the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it works. He, he's always talking about his top five lists. He's always, like, the the way things are revealed. I really like that. I like, I, I just like the structure of it. You know, I think it's an interesting way to tell a movie. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I will talk about that more after we hear from Wes. What did Wes think of the movie? Okay. Well, I think I shared a pretty similar opinion to you guys. Uh, right. To quote the words of John Cusack, this movie didn't make me miserable or anxious or ill at ease. You know, it sounds boring, but it wasn't. It wasn't spectacular either. It was just good, but really good. Um, there you go. That, that's, his ideal woman is how I feel about this movie, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's a solid movie. Yeah. Is this your ideal movie, Wesley? <laughs> no, well, I mean, maybe. It, it is my ideal movie movie, you know? Like there I said, this is, this is a very movie movie. Um, and I movie, thought, movie, movie, movie. Yeah. <laughs> for being a movie movie, um, I think it, it did a pretty darn good job in doing that. Um, there's nothing like, I'd say that was like totally amazing that like floored me, but nothing really that I didn't like. And I, 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 I kind of, you talked about the structure, and I think it's interesting that this is kind of a rom com, but it's kind of like a reverse rom com because it like goes in the opposite order. It starts with a breakup, um, mm-hmm. and so like I, I thought that was interesting and. You know, as like my name at the beginning said, I like how the beginning of this is like the this is the six girls you date in college thing, right? When he's giving his yeah. top five list. Um, I think that, that part's really great. And I think the opening is, in my opinion, maybe a little bit stronger than the rest of the movie in that like once it starts focusing on just uh, the most recent girlfriend, the one that he's chasing after, it becomes, you know, a little bit less interesting when it's just dealing with her. But all in all, um, it's a pretty solid, good time. Cool, cool. All right, I shall give a brief synopsis of this film so in my brain there are two parts of this movie right Mm -hmm. there's the first 40 minutes and then there's the rest of the movie yes the first 40 minutes is uh rob gordon who is our main character he likes music he likes women and he's just a very sad man basically right Uh he's a sad asshole he's He's just like a a loser yeah yeah more a loser than an asshole i think my biggest worry is that I thought you two might not like this movie because of how big of an asshole the main character is, but I think that's kind of the point. Yeah, it kind of is the point. He does, you know, he gets better by the end of the movie, but when yeah. he first starts, he's like, you bitch, why'd you leave me? I'm going to talk about my elementary school girlfriends now, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're not supposed to love him. I never feel bad for him, really. Yeah, he, he always complains about the two guys that work at his radio store, mm-hmm. um, who are Jack Black and Dick. Uh, Dick, who is, I guess, me, um, and Jack Black, <laughs> who is Jack Black. Um, uh-huh. And he's always complaining about how annoying they are, but like they're both better people than him, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, funnier, too, also, Jack Black, every word that comes out of his mouth in this movie is just perfectly delivered he's pretty good um, and yeah. you're saying this is the one that got him on the map oh, yeah. kind of right I, I believe it is yes um which yeah good okay buddy uh i was just trying to cheer us up so go ahead put on some old sad bastard music see if i care i don't want to hear old sad bastard music barry i just want something i can ignore i made that tape special for today my special Monday morning tape for you. Special. What's fucking Monday afternoon? You should get out of bed earlier. Come on, dude. Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? What's next? Play it. Say it. Little Latin loopy loo. <laughs> Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. No! But anyway, so Rob Gordon is upset because his, his girlfriend Laura is moving out. Um, and he goes on sort of a a sadness binge where he's thinking like, oh, all these people in my life, the the five breakups that hurt me the most, right? And we, we start uh, having flashbacks to these characters. We see him as, as he's young with his first girlfriend, who 
really quick, the young version of him is played by Drake Bell. So there you go. Um, that might be yeah. one of Drake Bell's. Oh first my god! Okay, too. I was I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it out loud because I'm like, nah, this can't be true. It, it is. It is. That's him. That's him. Um, so he's talking about these these girls uh, and this idea of top five list comes up constantly. He's talking about top five biggest breakups, top five. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of musical lists in this. They'll just say, like, quick, top five uh, first tracks from albums, go, right? Mm-hmm. If you're into music, you'll probably be into this film because there's so much music in this movie. But once once we've gone through that first 40 minutes, uh, the plot kicks in. We find out why she left him. It's because he's a big dick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he screwed someone else while they were dating. And he goes on a crusade where he says, I'm going to figure out why I'm so unlovable. I'm going to go to these five people who broke up with me and figure out why they broke up with me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes from person to person being like, so, why why, why am I so terrible? Why would you leave me, right? It's, uh-huh. just, it's just this really pathetic quest that he goes on, you know? But I think it is necessary for his character because by the end of it, he realizes like, oh, I'm just, I'm a dip. I need to stop worrying about that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, he's slowly trying to get Laura back. Laura has fallen in love with Tim Robbins, who plays like a weird new age hippie in this. Super funny. Yeah. It's uh, he's just very, very. Oh, he he's having some troubles with his record store. Uh, it's not getting a lot of business, but he he signs just these random like skate kids up onto his brand new label. You know, he's selling their record because apparently they're pretty good. And then as the movie goes on. You know, he kind of sort of begins to recoup things with Laura, and eventually she's like, you know what, we'll try this again. And he's like, you know what, I'm actually going to try this time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to marry you. Um, and then he does, theoretically. I think that's what happens at the end. Uh, he considers going after some journalist girl, but he's like, you know what, I don't need that because I like Laura and I want to be with her. And at the end of the movie, he's like, I'm finally focusing on making someone else happy instead of just making me happy. And then the movie ends. Very simple film. Very standard plot. Um, It's just the way that it's told, I think, is very unique. I love just this guy slowly going through his past and being like, yeah, I'm just a big asshole. Let's figure out why. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's funny. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Um, He was... So my first question, again, I, I'm really emphasizing the music thing because like that is what the movie emphasizes. Yeah. I know that Wes is very into music. I, I know do that like Ari, music. I know that Ari listens to music. You know. I I've heard of it. I, <laughs> <laughs> heard of once or twice. I'm yeah. I'm asking first off, what do you think of the music in this? Because I, I like I, the music. I want to say this has one of the best selling soundtracks from from a, a movie ever i can't figure out where i heard that i i've heard it's good i enjoyed it the question was jack black's version of let's get it on included on that best-selling soundtrack i hope so i was i was i, I think that might be the reason that, that it was that it did sell so well it's possible it's possible mm-hmm. I, I think that was one of my favorite parts that yeah was so good mm-hmm. um just in general he's just he's so funny in this like i mm-hmm. i forgot how good jack black was in general right in this and especially school of rock which i've talked about before like he is Mm -hmm. legitimately hilarious i love him yeah definitely Uh, yeah he's got proper musical talent you know Mm -hmm. um jablinski out here yeah (laughs) i will say um 
I got a few of the music jokes, but I think there were probably uh, a couple of music jokes that just like went over my head, right? That like if I was a bigger fan of like it's kind of like late '80s, early '90s uh, music, I would like appreciate those jokes a bit more. Because um, yeah. I, I think there there's a lot of good stuff in here for people um, who are fans of that kind of era. Yeah. Well, I one one that I picked up on is when he was thinking like, why did uh. Charlie was the one he was obsessed with. This is like his cool girlfriend. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. she was perfect. She was wonderful. And then we find out later, oh, she's Catherine just a bitch. Yeah, yeah, and she she's good. I all of I think all the performances in this are good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Laura. I think Laura is very good in this. Yeah. Um, she's she's a yeah. Danish actress. Um, Never heard. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but when he's like, ah, I wonder. I, I just felt like I was just like, why was Charlie dating me, right? And she turns around after she's put a shirt on and she's wearing a Pretenders shirt. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, that's funny. That's yeah. good. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, I, even the jokes that I didn't get, like, there's enough that it's like, uh, when they're saying like, oh, like I said, the, the top five first tracks, Jack Black's like, oh. Velvet Underground? Yeah, that would be on my list. Though and not on mine. Massive Attack, No Protection. The song is Radiation Ruling the Nation. Oh, kind of a new record. Excuse very, me, I in a minute. Time. Very nice, Rob. A sly declaration of new classic status slipped into a list of old safe ones. Very pussy. Excuse me, I was in, in a minute. Life. Couldn't you be any more obvious than that, Rob? How about, uh, I don't know, The Beatles? How about fucking fucking Beethoven, track one, side one of the Fifth Symphony. How can someone who has no interest in music own a record store? Um, it has a little something for everyone, is all I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of quips in there that I definitely think, you know, age better if you knew what they were talking about. But they're still funny because Jack Black delivers anger about yeah. <laughs> you know, his musical preferences well <laughs> enough. Yeah. To where you know it can it can still kind of hit. And speaking of, I think it's great it's when knowledge. like he uh, gets angry. He angers this guy into buying like a a ton of records. Yeah, uh, he's like he's like, well, how have you not listened to this one? Like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And then the guy's like, you oh, don't gosh. own Blonde on Blonde. You're yeah. gonna be okay, buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> he's a good salesman too. Yeah, I think so. Well, when he chooses to be, or because he, he like be. earlier in the movie, he just like rejects some people. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dad's very into music, so that might also be part of why he likes this movie so much. I think he gets more of the jokes than I do, but even mm-hmm. the ones I don't get, like... And also, they're snobs. They're allowed to like things I've never heard of. That mm-hmm. That's kind of just mm-hmm. what their characters are. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so, in the past, Wes has said one of his least favorite genres is comedy, because he's got a very specific sense of humor, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the humor in this. If If you'll be able to to say stuff about that. Was this a funny movie? Did you laugh during this? I honestly, okay, it's been a, it's been a week since I saw it. So I don't remember specifically. I don't think I laughed like out loud at any point, mm-hmm. but I did think the movie was very like charming almost. You know, I kind of got like that kind of vibes. Um I guess maybe yeah. it's I guess maybe it's like the same as Sonic, but uh it's it's like I, I don't I don't think I laughed out loud, but I appreciated the humor. The humor didn't detract from me. It definitely added there you go. Well, that's good to hear. What about you, Ari? Funny? No, I definitely thought it was very funny. Like, when he got super excited when he found out his girlfriend and Ray didn't bang, and he's, like, celebrating outside. Yeah. yeah. And the yet thing between him and Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there was so many things I just thought were really, really funny. And the, the, the two skater kids, one with, like, 
blue hair and with like cheetah print and they're at the party but they can't drink so they're like confiscated outside yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like there's a lot of funny parts in there mm-hmm. yeah. it's just pretty consistent you know yeah I, yeah I, I would agree with that i i will say maybe one of the funniest things is Ari brought it up that that scene so after he sleeps with the the singer right he walks out of her apartment and just immediately goes what did laura mean last night when she said i haven't slept with him yet yet what does yet mean anyway means you're gonna do it doesn't it or does it just come on what would it mean to you that sentence i haven't seen evil dead 2 yet i think that you're a cinematic idiot and i feel sorry for you all right mm-hmm. yeah. like that was great i love yeah. that yeah no, it's got some good parts yeah um there's also a bit where they he fantasizes about beating the shit out of tim robbins and it reminded me of that part <laughs> in toy story 4 toy story 2 uh, right, Sorry, 4 yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I'm, I'm, again, because this is just a normal movie, mm-hmm. like, like, themes, I don't know if they really play a lot into this, you know? I mean, um, I, 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 did, I did see some negative comments on Rotten Tomatoes that are like, this movie uh-huh. is just, like, it has a weird theme that it's saying that you should settle instead of, like, trying to, like, go after your dreams. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Do you, do, like... It, I, I, I kind of interpreted more that like it's him maturing, not necessarily him just settling for her. Yeah, um, I don't. I I, I almost feel like that is his problem is that he's not going after his dreams. Like when she when she there's a scene that I really like where he comes into his house and Laura's there and she's found like top five dream jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And all of his dream jobs are like being a Rolling Stones journalist from the seventies. Yeah. Like they're things that are completely unachievable, yeah. right? And by picking these dream jobs that are just so impossible, and then an architect, it's like, what? You know, it's like, I don't know, putting off his future, I think, because he's just, he he doesn't have a lot of self-confidence, you know. This is not exactly the most put-together character. Right. Uh, there's a bit where his mom yells at him because Laura dumped him, and she's like, this always happens, they always leave you. It's like, brutal, you know. Yeah. Um, I think... Whose siren is that? Damn. <laughs> okay, so I'm on the second floor. Uh, so Ooh. I'm, like, super close to the ground. Yeah, well, um, how about this? Here's an idea. If we can't really get themes out of it, what what makes this such a... I was just a... going to... Oh, yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. No, no, not really just on all. Just saying, like, you know, the biggest thing I got is, like, just terrible things happen to you if you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it just kind of goes through logically, like, how... Yeah. It's like he's like, oh, this happened, and then we kind of get a walkthrough, play by play of why this happened, and almost every time it comes back to him being an absolute asshole. Yeah, and to be fair, like, he's like almost self-aware about it. Yeah, because he oh, remembers he it, and completely. he's like, oh yeah, I was an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, and so in, in a way, I'm not sure if it's realistic, but um, it makes it more him far more believable as a character. Yeah. The way he accepts it, I'm not sure if most assholes accept that they're assholes, but I mean the way that. And, you know, this is performed. It just feels so believable. And and half of it is the acceptance and knowing who he is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I was going to say, if we want to do, like, a character analysis, we can talk about, like, what makes this guy an asshole, right? What is what is his arc in this film? Because if, if you said, like, if there are people who watch this and said, oh, this is a film about giving up on your dreams, like, I, you really got to not be paying attention, I think, to, to come to that conclusion. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering, like, what do you guys think is... What is the point of this movie? I think that it's 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 okay to mature emotionally. Like, uh-huh. you don't have to be stuck living in the past. Like, it, 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 he fears he fears settling down. You know, 
um he just has to like you know accept that you know it's it's healthy to to mature and accept that kind of stuff so. yeah yeah but up 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 This episode is brought to you by Advil. God, I love Advil. <laughs> <laughs> it helps you with pain, and pain sucks. If you're feeling pain, there's a little live headache, demo right here. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna take it right now. Yeah. So for 50% off more Advil, <laughs> go to Advil.com. More, more code. Advil. It's like a pyramid scheme get, of Advil. Get. You can't have. Too many Advil. Doctors, the doctors can agree. You, this, you can never it. have too much. You can never have too much Advil in your system at once. Um, we're gonna get Please, sued. Also, <laughs> for legal sake, uh, do not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Are we gonna say something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he changes when he realizes. I mean, the thing is, it's pretty basic, and it's almost said explicitly. I mean, it's not a movie about subtlety at all. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't want to be chasing everyone because this whole movie is almost a reflection of what happens when he does that. Yeah. You know, when he's trying to jump between because he never he's scared that if he settles down with one woman, there'll never be enough because he's always going to want something else. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's human nature to want everything always all the time. Yeah. But <clears throat> this whole movie is almost an adventure of why that cannot last forever and like the bad bad side effects of trying to chase that when everyone else in the world accepts that you know you need to settle down at some point you need to find you know the one maybe if that's your thing but mm-hmm. you can't pretend like it just to get some short-term gain because it's going to hurt everyone in your path and you become an asshole and that's gonna not only affect everyone else's everyone else's life but also yours uh-huh. and he was a terrible person because of it mm-hmm. yeah however at the end, he realizes this, you know, throughout the course of the movie and all, like, the shitty things he goes through. He realizes, like, you know what? If I'm going to be happy, and I am happy when I'm with her, I just need to, you know, commit to her and realize that, you know, that's what I want. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I think the movie's about. There you go. Again, it's not subtle. Uh-huh. Because, like, it almost says that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he almost, he's, it is talked, he does break the fourth wall a lot. I think he, at one point, says explicitly, like, something along those lines yeah there was a point i was just about to make and it's (laughs) disappeared um yeah that's fine well i mean now that you've brought up the fourth wall while i try to remember whatever it is i was gonna say um i'm interested to know what is like your prerequisite to like a fourth wall break because okay okay why why is why is deadpool good in orlando bad I, I will never understand, like, I get that you don't like Orlando, but you hated it, you know? Like, <laughs> it's because it's intrinsically patronizing, I think. Mm-hmm. So when it's in a com- comedic fashion, like, for example, um, Big Show was done perfectly, you know? I thought it was hilarious. It's definitely not pa- patronizing us. Mm, I'd, I'd say also Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, 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 that's the, the classic piece of the Nerdwriter example. Anything mm-hmm. that has any sort of, you know... Uh, Oscar Academy esque to it, uh-huh. and Orlando, I feel like is I almost view it as a spectrum where arts films are like the opposite of blockbusters, and to the extent that they're just just like super pretentious, whereas Oscar movies are fairly pretentious. 
What about, like, have you watched House of Cards? No. So I'm wondering then if you would hate House of Cards when Kevin Spacey, like, there, there's a classic moment in House of Cards where he goes like an episode or two, like several episodes without ever talking to the camera, and then he finally turns back to the camera and he's like, I didn't forget about you, you know, and everyone's like, oh, I can imagine <laughs> Ari watching that and being like, fuck you, you know, uh-huh. but what, yeah, what, what I might, is... I might, I might if I was watching that. <laughs> so it's just got to be a comedy then? And then you're, Maybe. You'll give I mean, that's, that. in that way, it feels least patronizing. All right, all right, sure. I mean, maybe it doesn't have to be, but if it's trying to take itself seriously and then it talks to me as a person, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too uh, get behind, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, I, I really like the fantasy uh, Tim Robbins sex scene. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, just like when... Uh, or, uh, John Cusack is just imagining what his neighbors he, doing. He gets so upset about the fact that it's... I, I think that's part of his problem. I'm slowly remembering what it is, right? Okay. Oh, oh, it's you on remember the, the point? my tongue. I remember the point I'm going to make. Okay, I think his problem, his biggest problem is, yes, there's a line that he says in this movie. He says, a long time ago, Barry and I, Barry being Jack Black's character, mm-hmm. Barry and I decided... It's, it's not what you're like, it's what you like, right? The movies mm-hmm. you like, the music you listen to, these things matter, right? Yeah, there's a part where when he's, like, hitting on the singer at the bar, he's, like, asking his friends for the answers to, like, oh, yeah, I know that show, like, who's in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't think that's strictly wrong. Like, I don't judge people based on, well, there are certain things that you could like and I would judge you for that. Mm-hmm. But in general, what you're personal tastes are i don't really care about but i do think it's interesting that he is so ready to immediately pull out these five lists right he's he's ready to say these are my five desert island picks right and Mm -hmm. he can say that with absolute certainty on a dime but then he can't like after years convince himself yeah i'm gonna be with this girl for a long time right he i think he's just more comfortable with himself than the idea of like other other people being part of his life he's scared to make anything permanent i think it's interesting that he's willing to say with absolute certainty best album but best girl i don't know i don't know if i can go that far yet Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um i think that's part of his problem is he just is incapable of uh i don't want to say like trusting other people but letting other people be part of his life you know Uh um and then that's his big thing at the end is he when he tries to explain to her like I, all these other girls that I have fantasies about, they're just fantasies. They're perfect in the fantasy because they're fantasies. But you, you're you are not perfect, but you are perfect, right? He says it in the most awkward way possible, uh-huh, but yeah. which yeah. fits his character. But she right. she basically gets it, you know? Which is good. I, I really like the bit when he's on the bridge and he's like five favorite things about Laura, right? And he just starts saying these sweet things because I think that's the first time in the movie that he does something that's genuinely like... Like, oh, maybe his character is beginning to change. I don't think that mm-hmm. John Cusack at the beginning of the movie would have said these things about her, you know? Mm-hmm. Even though he thinks them, this is him admitting to us, the audience, like, maybe I do like things about this girl that I didn't like about the other characters that I have now decided all suck, right? Mm-hmm. I, I also really like when he's going from girl to girl, figuring out, you know, which ones have done what. Um, and there's the one that's become like a movie critic and he's like why'd you sleep with bobby and not with me right and she goes into this depressing story mm-hmm. and he just turns to the camera and goes 
it's not my problem. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like dog, you yeah. know? Is that what you got mm-hmm. out of that? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it's... For yeah, sure. I flipped off the screen multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good, though, like, because we're supposed to hate him. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Did you say you clicked off the screen? No, he said flipped no, off. flipped it off. Oh. Gave it the bird. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like I, I don't want to watch that's, it. That's, you're like, I'm done He's with like, this. It's done. It's done. <laughs> Um, no, yeah. No, no. yeah. Do you think if this movie was remade today, instead of top five lists, there would be tier lists? <laughs> All right, S tier breakups. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, there is a uh, TV series. I did hear of High Fidelity this, yes. now with Zoe Kravitz in it as High Fidelity. I think yeah, Zoe Kravitz <laughs> is the Rob character in uh-huh. it, um, which is you know that's interesting. I think it's on Hulu. Uh, it got canceled after one season, so I don't know how good it Damn. is. But it also came out in the middle of a pandemic, which Let's actually should have helped it because everyone would be <clears throat> home to watch it. So maybe it's just not yeah, good. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it's interesting. I'd be interested to read the book because I don't really know how. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen I've seen a, a few other movies based off of the Cornby books. Yeah. What else has he written? I didn't. Um, there was a movie that came out a few years ago called Juliet Naked that had Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, I think he wrote, he, he wrote About a Boy, I think. He did, he did. Yeah, and I've seen About a Boy. Okay, so yeah. Interesting. I, I was unaware he did stuff. all these things. Good for him. Good, mm-hmm. good, good. Are you guys cool. ready for the question of the hour about this film? Sure. Let's hear it. Why is it called High Fidelity? <laughs> Wes, going 12 you're, monkeys a, on this. you're a music yeah, guy. Well, I, know I know it has to do with music. I know, but, but I, I just want to hear an explanation of what high fidelity actually means. High fidelity just means it's, like, good quality stuff, right? So, like, people so, talk about, like, records being, like, very, like, original sounding, right? So that's, uh-huh. like, you know, a high fidelity kind of recording. It's something that is, like, really pure. Um, I want my, my, my continual YouTube stream of a girl listening to hi-fi beats, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, like, lo-fi, low fidelity is, like, when it's kind of got that static. So, right, so yeah. you just think about it, the opposite is high fidelity when it's really clean. So are you, are maybe high fidelity refers to the clarity which slowly builds as Ooh, he begins okay. to think about Laura. And right. by the end Ooh. of the film... He is completely clear about what it is that that he wants from from his relationship. You know? mm-hmm. Damn, that's my Clarity. subtle. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I think we have a winner. I think yeah. we definitely do. Is there phallic imagery in this? Ah, uh, I don't remember any. Jack Black does hump the air a few times. Um, that, yes, yes, this is true. That was just more for the seduction of the audience. <laughs> the seduction of the audience that's um, our new corner <laughs> yeah i mean him thinking about you're right him thinking about tim robbins fucking his girlfriend is kind of a beautiful scene because that is if you're going through a bad breakup that might be what you think about you know you're like i bet that guy that weirdo upstairs uh-huh. is so much better than me in every way you know uh-huh. and yeah. it's really funny that he just every time he sees her he's like is it better does is the sex better right <laughs> she's like is that what you're thinking about and he without hesitation yeah that's what i'm thinking about answer you know yeah <laughs> he's just he's so insecure it's really beautiful yeah well I, everything he's insecure it's about weird, with all, he's, fi- he's... all five of the top five breakups is all about yeah. the sex yeah well except the first one i guess but even right, then right, right. yeah you were saying right um I was, I was saying it's weird how he's so insecure yet so feels so superior at the same time yeah yeah Especially with his mood, and you know, 
well because because he knows music he he definitely knows about music i don't think he definitely knows about girls (laughs) yeah there you go Uh um yeah i maybe to answer your question ari i think the movie is called high fidelity because they saw the movie when they finished and said that was good quality let's call it high fidelity Well, actually, also because it's based on a book called High <laughs> <Life laughs> Fidelity. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't, is, is, that, is that all we have to say? or? Quite possibly. Yeah. yeah Did it, you enjoy it's, this? It's solid. It is, it is enjoyable. You enjoyed movie. this recommendation? Mm-hmm. Was this a good recommend? I Not just so, a good movie. I think, Was it I, a good I think, I think you, to... achieved, you achieved your goal this season of um, recommending five movies that are completely different very very different from each other i mean really this one is a great double feature with in the mood for love i think Um, because he is in the mood for love i brought it back all the way around (laughs) you know and it does take place in orlando yeah (laughs) (laughs) this this was my final recommend for this season yes i think you did very girl very good good at hitting your very girl pentagon your five very different movies thank you well i mean if we i don't think we have any questions this week um i I didn't didn't see any but if you want to steal some maybe i can steal some but i was going to say maybe as we approach the end of the season this would be a better question to do at the end of a season just because it's my movie and it would be relevant i'm saying okay. top five postponed movies that we've done uh what are your guys's lists we can and you can go about this however you want you can say like your actual favorite movies or the ones that you think had the best discussion the best recommendations you know okay um all right are you ready, I, I have my top five i have my top five all right uh, who I'm wants sure. to go first? I'll let's, go. let's hear Wes's. Okay. Oh, Ari, Ari can go first. Ari can, Ari okay. can go first. Top five in no particular order. Mulholland. Ooh. Yeah. Classic. Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ooh. Fight Club. Mm. Parasites. Mm, yes. And Children of Men. Hey, there Alrighty. you go. There you a go. A guest recommendation. Uh, not a guest, uh, a listener recommendation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to go next, Wesley? I will go. I will go. Um, first off, Police Story. Uh, just a really fun one, and I, I'm glad that I got to watch that. Um, it's probably not something that I would have watched if it hadn't been recommended. Uh, and then I, you know, this is maybe a bit cheating, but I've got The Suspirias, just because uh-huh. I liked the discussion. I think that episode's one of the best. Yeah. Um, Total Recall, because uh, it capped off, like, Ari recommending a bunch of great Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, which I, I really I, I enjoyed that arc of the. Uh, <laughs> it was fun. a good arc. Um, so yeah, arc. Total Recall to cap that off with uh, one of one of the best ones, uh, and then Metropolis, of course. Um, I think maybe the only ten that I've given to a movie that wasn't my own. Um, you, yeah, you like <laughs> yeah, what a great movie! And then uh, also Chinatown, um, which I really enjoyed the filmmaking of, and thought that was a great like classic movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, um, are we doing the best recommendations or best movies? You can do if you have a different list for best recommends. You can do that too. Yeah, uh, that's these. These are some of the, my favorite movies just on the podcast. But it might be different if I'm just thinking about like them and for the sake of recommendations. Yeah, like my. I think right now my three favorite episodes. Like my Metropolis would definitely be on there if it was that. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> um, my like my three favorite episodes. I really like the Suspiria one, especially when Ari gets heated. Yep. That's one yeah, of my favorite exactly. moments. 
I really liked the Tom guest episode, and I also yeah. quite liked uh, Time Code and Close Encounters. Mm-hmm. I think those mm-hmm. two we did like a really really good yeah. discussion of themes Definitely. and stuff for. Um, but my my favorite movies, I've limited myself not just to not picking movies I recommended, but also not picking movies that other people recommended that I had already seen. Um, mm-hmm. So I got Stalker, I think is my favorite new movie that we've seen on the thing. I've seen it since then. It might be a 10. Uh, it's getting right. real close. All right. uh, I quite liked being there, which I knew I was going to like, but I was quite happy with that. I think Waves was... I liked it more than I thought I would, and I expected to like it. My favorite fan recommendation has been RoboCop. I just, ah, oh, mm-hmm. I loved, I loved RoboCop. And Wait, then that was that was your first time seeing it, right? It was, it was, yeah. Crazy, yeah. And then this isn't even my favorite movie that Ari has recommended, but Pleasantville. I just, I don't know what it you is talk about, about that, that movie a lot, that yeah. I just, I just adore that film. Uh-huh. It's so, it's just so charming. I, I, there's just something about it that I just ah, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if I had to pick a favorite it's of cute. Ari's recommendations, I do think Total Recall also might be might be there. And then I did quite like Hamilton, but I don't want to call it my favorite just because it's not a movie. Um, yeah, fair enough. But it was it was a good thing to recommend, you know. Uh, real quick, top five lowest. Uh, all of my top five lowest are Super Mario Bros. Um, <laughs> it's just that movie five times. Uh-huh. Super Mario Bros. was amazing. Uh, <laughs> cool. We we did a top cool. five list, gentlemen. Um, yeah, top fives. Yeah. Do you want me to steal a question? Because I can steal a question. It's been a while since Go we for stole it. Yeah, a question. We haven't, we haven't done questions in a while. Yeah. Stealing yeah. questions. Let's I miss. Go. Yeah, I miss. Uh, I miss doing that. Um, let's see where. <laughs> All right, here's an idea. This is not a, an excellent question or anything, but I do kind of want to hear Ari's opinion on it, right? Movies used to have intermissions. Indian movies still do have intermissions, right? Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, technically speaking, if you watch Gangs of Wasse Pure in its full form, it has three intermissions um, midway through each part and then a longer one in between the two parts. Um, wow. But. Ari, you're not a huge fan of super long movies. Do you think an intermission would be good? Or would you just hate it more because you have to wait 15 minutes longer than you already would? <laughs> well, okay. I feel like in theaters, maybe like a short intermission, maybe. But I like intermissions in long movies because it gives you kind of like a moment to break. Of course, I don't want it to be a set amount. Of, like, I like it more when I have them on my computer, so I get to decide. Oh, I'll just catch my breath. You know, it can help with pacing of a film. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I can skip it, so I don't have to wait the fifteen minutes. Yeah. And if I just want to get it over with, I can be like, oh. But like, if I have time to recollect my thoughts, it helps me remember the movie more, and uh-huh. it helps me just kind of you know refresh, get some energy back by just like putting myself in the real world because in the fantasy world or a fictional world it can be exhausting yeah. for that long mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm i'm thinking I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that once upon a time in hollywood didn't have an intermission that feels like something he would have stuck an intermission in you know <laughs> uh-huh. but i i do think the pacing of it doesn't really allow for one um i, I if you want to answer that one you you can wes like um, intermissions i think should they I... come back 
Well, I, I think it just depends on the movie. Like, if, if you have a reason that you want it to be split into these two parts, then that you shouldn't be stopped from using an intermission. Like, I remember hearing about that, like, Endgame, I think they were thinking of having an intermission for, and they eventually uh-huh. didn't do it because, uh, if, you know, it, it makes a... It makes less money because, right, because the showings take longer. Um, but I think it would be interesting, you know, you make a long movie, and if you feel, mm-hmm. the, it's kind of interesting to have that breaking point in the middle where you go out and you, like, you talk to your friends about theories and stuff. Like, that's something you do for, like, plays and musicals. Um, and so I, th- I think, like, if it is part of the structure of the movie, you should utilize it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And well, if you do, and if you do, clarification. It, yeah, and if you do yeah. want to, like, take a break, in the middle of it like Ari does and like this gives you a set spot that like they've they've prepared it to kind of be a, a lull in yeah. the story yeah, yeah yeah and if you need to go pee for example if this isn't real in theaters yeah that is true <laughs> all right the thing um, is you gotta know beforehand though yeah that's true that's true but whatever <laughs> they just have like a timer in the bottom corner like time to <laughs> intermission um yeah, they have one of those like Nickelodeon splashes where like Spongebob comes out and it says like in 15 minutes <laughs> uh huh um all right here's a question uh favorite chick flick i mean i don't know how you want to define a chick flick but oh my my mine i think is pretty easy uh-huh. bridget jones diary bridget, that's what i was gonna say it's bridget jones diary um, yeah it, no it's actually a really entertaining movie I, I i see it every year with my family i saw it this year um it's still good it still holds up it's it's funny it's romantic um it is a rom-com as they say uh, there you go. It, it's got Colin go. Firth and Hugh Laurie. No, not Hugh yeah. Laurie. What's his name? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, I like Hugh Grant. Yeah, and then also honorable mention to Mean Girls. I really enjoy Mean Girls. Yes, Mean Girls. I I quite like Clueless. I don't know if that counts as a chick flick though. I think that I might just heard of it. that's part of the trifecta of female uh, teen movies. Those being Mean Girls, Heather's, and Clueless. Clueless is mm. quite good. Clueless has Paul Rudd in it. He's pretty hot, not gonna lie. Uh, but what about what about Booksmart, Nick? Isn't that a isn't, Book a, Smart isn't it a quartet so of teen female movies? <laughs> no, don't <laughs> even joke about that. Um, I also saw Legally Blonde recently, which I didn't really like. Um, it, I saw that one a long time ago. I don't really remember it that well. It's not that good. I'm a big fan of Pitch Perfect. Oh um, yes, of course. I like Pitch Perfect as well. Not gonna lie. How could you yeah, not love Pitch then, Perfect? There's another one that I think Ari might pick, so I won't say it. Ari, what is your favorite? I don't know. I like I like some Hugh Grant ones with like Notting Hill and stuff, but Hey, Notting Hill. I uh, love Ooh. actually is fun. I've heard good things I've never seen it. I didn't know that was like a chick flick. I I don't know isn't what that counts. A I'm just thinking about movie? I'm thinking about it is. Well, I don't know. What's a chick flick? It's just rom-coms. It, it, <laughs> I was just thinking about rom-coms, but... But they're yeah, female-oriented, like right? They're not dick Yeah, it's, it's a movie that has either, like, pre-drive Ryan Gosling, Hugh Grant, or I guess, like, Ashton Kutcher. I think those are the three chick flick <laughs> actors. Um, yeah, well, uh, um, actually has Hugh Grant in it, right? There you go, yeah. Um, it also has Alan Rickman. Wait, did you say, um, actually... <laughs> I, say, I, meant, I meant to say love actually. <laughs> um, Whoops. I, I I thought you were gonna drop a Mamma Mia right there. I was getting ready for it. Oh, Mamma Mia is a classic. Mamma Mia, I is love great. Mamma Mia. It's it's Mama honestly Mia two good. is way worse though. Fight me. In, I is it Mamma Mia two it's, it's where not, like at the ending really there's good, like but... there's like a water god that comes out of the ocean and they're like that's oh, the no. first one. That's the first one. Not the, the second one ends with with 
like sure. a musical numbers where the young versions and old versions of the characters come out and dance with each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, including Meryl Streep, who is dead at that point. So. <laughs> um, but uh, I was going to say Kissing Booth, if that counts as a chick flick or a movie that I like, yes. that I would say... It does count. Kissing Even though To All the Boys sure. I've Loved Before is actually a good movie. Yeah. Uh, well, it's good, but it's not as good as Kissing Booth. I mean, Kissing Booth, <laughs> honestly, is an incredible film. I mean, Joey King is just... Uh, my favorite actress after the 10 people who are better than her but um one more question what is what is and i'm i'm i saw a question that's vaguely similar to this and i've stolen it co-opted it turned it into my own question okay what is what is the worst thing that a movie could be what is the worst adjectives that you could put in a review for a movie that it's just I don't know. I think for I Ari, mean, it would be gross, wouldn't pretent- it? Gross. Maybe. I was going to say, mm. Ari might say pretentious. He might. He might. Pretentious, to really gross, be... A gross, pretentious film. So, Suspiria, 2022. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was atrocious. <laughs> I mean, I think gross would apply for me, too. It's just that I don't find the same stuff gross as Ari. Like, I don't find raw gross. What do you find gross? Like, well, I don't want to see Human Centipede. So, like, yeah, that's the, the day someone recommends that is the day I leave. So. I don't need to see Serbian film. I don't need to see Human Centipede. Other movies that are like... Have you ever heard of Martyrs? No. I'm, I will actually watch... Martyrs is one of those French new extremism films. Oh, I think I've heard of it, actually. Martyrs is apparently, like, fucked. Like, that's a brutal movie, um, mm. which I'm, I'm quite about, interested like, Monkey Swamp see. that you were talking about? Swamp Ape? Swamp where we where the swamp ape this. pulls out his <laughs> cock at the end, that was a that was the worst movie I've ever seen. I'm standing by that. I gave that a zero. It made me like Imagination Land. Like I hated <laughs> that movie. Um, I what Tusk? Well, actually, yeah, Tusk no, is no, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't watch Tusk. Tusk. Tusk is my third that, least favorite little, movie. No, there's gross there. What's a bit? What's in between Swamp Ape and Tusk? Imagination Land, but. <laughs> <laughs> Tusk is the lowest one that I've ever given. I gave it a one because it doesn't deserve a zero, but... Is Imagination Land zero then? Yeah, well, the thing with Imagination Land is it might be the worst thing I could call a movie because it's lazy. Like, it doesn't even try to be a movie, you know? Like, Adam Sandler movies definitely have that laziness quality, and I think... Definitely. The ones that try... Like, I saw Happy Gilmore recently. It's, It's funny. It's good. It's a good Adam Sandler movie, you know? Bedtime Stories is lazy. Click is lazy. You know, Jack and Jill is, I think, the textbook definition of not trying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the worst thing a movie could do is not care about existing, you know. Um, Did Swamp Ape care? Swamp Ape cared too much. <laughs> Swamp Ape, like, tried... It, it honestly wasn't that bad until that one scene. And then I was like, okay, well, everything that's led up to this doesn't matter anymore. Like, yeah. Um, so is it, can I even, like, can I even look it up? Yeah, it's on YouTube. I, someday I'll read my review of Swamp Ape on the podcast. It is honestly one of the greatest things I think I've ever written. Like, the, the, the words I have to say about that movie are just, that is an abhorrent film, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't, if, if that answers the questions uh i think so all right answers well, the questions that no one asked us yeah i have one more question for you okay. wesley okay have you decided what you are going to recommend i have decided what i am going to recommend for this episode. all right um yeah you know um this one doesn't really have a ton of logic behind it i, w- I was 
I was thinking this week um, what, what, what to recommend, and nothing really came to mind. Um, uh-huh. So I just figured I'd go with a, an old classic. Uh, it is a movie that Nick has seen before, um, but you know I don't actually know if he finished it because we saw it together in person, uh, and oh. we, did, we, we didn't finish it when we saw it, and I don't believe Ari has seen it. Um, Ari, are you still here? I can't see you. Sorry, I was looking at Tusk. Yeah, well, you guessed it, Ari. Um, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. Um, I'm just going to do a movie that, you know, I quite enjoy. Uh, I've seen it, you know, just like a couple times. But um, oh, it's, a direct, it's a director we've done on this podcast before. I know what it is. Um, and this is probably like one of my favorite movies by him. Nick knows what it is. Uh, but I will be recommending the movie The Departed. Uh, yeah. For, oh. for postponed. Um, a best I have picture not seen winner. This film. Yeah. Why is it only West that recommends best picture <laughs> I don't know. I don't even consciously do it. I didn't know it won best picture. Um, yeah. You did but... Gladiator. You did American Beauty. Mm-hmm. I'm getting Next all like the early, do, uh, the early the 2000s, late 90s ones too. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, I will be. Uh, woo, sorry. We will be talking about The Departed <laughs> next time on Post Does it have Leo in it? Ooh. It does have yeah. Leo and Matt. Well, it's got Marky and, and Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Um, Marky Mark. Two and, two and a half hours long. So maybe, and, you know. and, and Jack Nicholson. And Jack Nicholson, yeah. yes. Um, and Jack Nicholson's cock, perhaps? Is, it, is, this a mo- <laughs> is this a mob movie? Oh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it it is. is. This is, yeah. Well, it's a little action the, thriller kind of thing. The time that Wes is referring to that we attempted to watch this movie was in preparation for Dawn of the Damned when we were first beginning to write the script. Mm-hmm. We watched so. a ton of gangster movies, and this was this was the last one we watched and so we didn't make quite make it through all of it. And I'd say it had a decent influence, I suppose, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with the structure. Yeah, but, yeah but we, we'll we, we will get into that next time. Um, so thank you again for listening to episode 58 of Postpone, the official podcast of Pwn. Check out our sponsor, Advil. Uh, check out our, our subreddit. Ask us some questions so that we don't have to start please, stealing them. Because we, we, we don't know if you like the questions we answer from other people because you didn't ask them. Um, so we could just be, you know, just saying random stuff. So, you know, if you want us to talk about something, post some questions, uh, post some movie Definitely recommendations. We, 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 yeah. <laughs> we haven't had uh, guest recommendations in a while. Um, yeah. So, you know, go on the subreddit, you know, uh, and give our podcast five stars write a review and thank you for listening bye